Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right. Don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple podcast as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. This is the London is Blue podcast, keeping you up to date on the latest news from Stamford Bridge. Here's your hosts, Brandon, Dan, and Nick. That is right, Chelsea fans. We are going to sneak Another episode in right before the season starts. I know I said this would be our last preseason podcast, last episode, but surprise, here we are. Obviously, we've got... You can't keep us away, Brandon. You can't (laughs) keep us away. You can't keep what the people want, Nick, and that's why we brought you, Dan, myself. We're back at it, back in the pod studio, and we're here to do something a little different. I don't think we've actually ever really formally done this. But it's season five. It's time to grow up. It's season predictions. Right, Nick? We got to grow up and show up, baby. That's what we got to do. <laughs> okay. Well, that's just really well, funny to, to based be fair, on... To be, fair, <laughs> to be fair, we have done predictions in the past, and they typically have been horribly wrong. Uh, yet we continue to do them so that people can take our ice-cold takes and bring them out in the future to shove in our faces because we are clearly gluttons for punishment. Clearly, I thought for us. I thought Chelsea were going to score a goal from open play today. I was wrong. So, you know, <laughs> jokes. This, this is what we do here. Jokes on you. I knew that was going to come. I mean, let's be honest. If it's not coming off a defender's head, it's not going in right now, but that's okay. Plenty of time to fix it, Maurizio. Uh, I trust a big man. All right, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do top four, bottom three, golden boot, golden glove, and player of the year predictions. 
instead of starting with the super exciting ones at the beginning, let's go ahead and make the listeners wait a little bit for the good stuff. And we'll start with our relegation teams, teams we think who are going down to the championship uh, this season. So Dan, if you want to start us off, uh, you can give us your 18, 19, and 20 spot teams you think will be there at the end of this coming season. Yeah, I think uh, no no surprise to anyone who's watched uh, Warnock complain about the lack of reinforcements. Uh, probably will put himself in the chopping block uh, first before maybe any other Premier League manager this season. But I would say that Cardiff is probably the prime candidate to be that uh, 20 spot and go right back down after coming right up. It's the uh, Grandpa Simpson uh, gif where he walks into the restaurant and then walks right out. Uh, That is what they will do. I think uh, above that, you will see uh, Brighton. And then right above that, I think you will see Huddersfield. So I think that would round out oh, my 18, come on. 19, and 20. Wagner, and you've got him going down, yeah. the, the Liverpool the, JV? The, the Terriers also have not sufficiently reinforced their squad. And uh, you know what? I really hope, A, that we smash them in this opening game of the season to make up for the 1-1 draw at the end of last season and the celebration that they had on the ground at Stamford Bridge. Uh, so yeah, you know what? For that, go down, enjoy life in the championship again. I mean, it's fair play to hold a grudge, and it can't really blame the guy, Kenya. What about you for your bottom three? I know that there is a little overlap between all of us, but I mean, obviously, there's only so many options you can have going down. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, I have Cardiff uh, finishing dead last. Um, Car- Cardiff could be relegated pretty early on um like december I, I just not not december <laughs> but <laughs> but uh but maybe maybe you're maybe you're late january early february they're they're getting that losing feeling um yeah and and neil warnock looks like a, a male witch um so i can't there's no trust in that guy um huddersfield is 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 on the chopping block too and only because you know, I just don't think they have the the goal scoring threat to to do it. You know, they they were incredibly resilient last year, and, and like I don't hold a grudge against them for celebrating staying up. I you know I think they're they were well within their rights to do that in front of their away fans. But um, I I think I think they need more up front. We'll see what they can do. You know, as an American, I root for David Wagner, but um, I don't I don't think they have the juice. And my last one was really hard, and I think I, I, you know, I love Eddie Howe. I think Bournemouth has been flirting, you know, with the bottom three for a couple of years now. They've they've done an incredible job of getting up to the Premier League and staying there. Uh, but man, they, I don't I don't know if they have it. Um, they played some really inspired football at times, and they played some, you know, getting slaughtered football at times. Um, you know, I think it'll be. It'll be a miracle if they stay up again, and I know I I, I really like Eddie Howe, so and and we're rooting for Nathan Ake as well. But, um, but yeah, those are my bottom three, unfortunately. So for me, I actually have Brighton uh, in in last place in twentieth. Um, I know Glenn Murray scored a bunch of goals from at the end of the last season, but I I really just don't see it happening again this season. Uh, You know, kind of like Dan said about Cardiff, I I have them at 19. I don't expect them to go anywhere. 
Uh, and I actually have Watford going down. It just They seem to be a very unstable ship at the moment. I mean, the fact that they didn't go last down last season was a minor miracle, thanks to Swansea. So, you know, I, I just don't see a lot of things being fixed. Um, you know, it, I think it's really hard for a team. I think it's easier for a newly promoted team to stay up the first season because it's new and it's exciting and you can kind of get your players to overperform. Uh, but the second season, they've they've settled in a little bit. They like the Premier League. They're used to it. And I just think that it, it's actually harder to to stay up in the second season, especially when these guys aren't really making any signings. So, I mean, personally, that's my bottom three. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what you know anyone else has on this and, and obviously take a shot in the wind because that's all we're doing at this point. But um, a lot of this is just based off last season and lack of summer you know transfer dealings at this point. As we, as we look at the top four for this upcoming season, um, Nick, we, we actually had a ton of discrepancy. We spent a lot of time chatting at each other, laughing at each other, making fun of each other before we jumped on the call. Because this is, I don't know, this is really wide open within a certain amount of teams. And I think that it. I'm really excited to look back and see how terribly off or close that we were. Because I feel like one of us is going to absolutely nail it. And the <laughs> other ones will just be so far off the mark, we don't even deserve to be on that podcast. For the record, I think I'm going to be the one left out. <laughs> um, at least I hope I am. Um my mine's tough, and and if if you're a, a a blue through and through like we are, this one's not going to be a fun one uh, for you. Uh, so fourth place Spurs, ugh. Um, third place United, second place Liverpool, first place Manchester City, and if you're doing the math at home and you didn't hear Chelsea there, it's for a reason. I. I think this is going to be an incredibly difficult season. I think you know Maurizio Sarri is going to have to kind of survive this season in a way. Um, it it will truly def- you know Chelsea's title you know race is, is non-existent. Their top four race could very well depend on how quickly they adapt and start scoring goals um, in the Premier League. And you know we just we didn't see enough in preseason. Uh, to think that the system is just going to turn on automatically at Huddersfield. So, you know, I, I don't have Chelsea in the in the top four. I actually have Chelsea right now sixth or seventh. I think they might be a little bit behind uh, the, the play. Uh, so I'm not bullish on this season, Dan. Um, I think there's a lot of work to do, and I would be really, really happy to be wrong. Um, but, you know, I think this is just – it's been a, you know, a lot of drama – a lot of, you know, late dealings, a lot of, you know, just this team needs time to gel. And unfortunately, the Premier League doesn't afford you time to gel. Dan, I think before you give us your top four, though, I would like you to poke holes in Nick's top four and and have him defend it a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so so here you go. Uh, United coming up against the dreaded Mourinho third season. So uh, an implosion is about to happen. It is a ticking time bomb, and it's only a matter of when not if he is going to absolutely explode on this team he's been complaining about his transfers the entire summer he's been talking about the players who aren't able to to be there are not kind of committed to the cause uh 
Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how United fans are going to do it. How did we do it? Like the third season, this last time around, you know, we suffered for you know the first half, and then we eventually saw the the collapse and the implosion, and just dealt with the damage afterwards. So I, I can't see them in the top four. So I don't know where your justification is. It Dude. just defense? Is it just the fact that they're not going to concede as many goals, so they're going to be able to eke out more results the same way they did in an absolutely boring, turgid way last season? It's literally no. David De Gea. <laughs> oh no, I, I, and I don't think you're wrong. By the way, I think Mourinho's not going to be there by the end of the season. Oh, but I think I really don't. And they get um, third. Yeah, only because I think right now, as it stands now. We're not doing a mid-season review. We're doing a preseason review. He's there. And I think, you know, I was talking to a, a United friend the other day. Um, you know, there, there's this sense around the club that, you know, there's just a lot of bluster happening, but behind the scenes they're doing some really good work. Um, I think Lingard's going to have a really good year. I think uh, if they can figure out what they want to do with Rashford, that will be really important. And they have a proven goal scorer in Lukaku. And that's just something that we don't have right now. Um, unfortunately. Uh, so I think all three of those, you know, their attack is good. If Pogba leaves, of course, the, you know, of course that prediction changes. It, but like right now, I think they're, they're just a better squad than we are. In terms of Spurs, believe me, it hurt me to put them there. I even considered putting Arsenal there. I, I'm just, I don't know enough about um, their new manager, Emery, uh, to be able to do that. And I still think that Poch has some juice at, at Tottenham. Um, and they've been playing the same system for five years now. So, you know, maybe they don't need a ton of transfers. I, I, I think it's doubtful. I think they'll fall off from where they were last year. But again, I just don't. If you're asking me, is Chelsea a better team than Spurs or United or Liverpool or City right now? I don't think you could say yes conclusively. I, I don't. And I know that you guys both have, you know, I'm not spoiling it, but you guys have them in your top four. I think it's really, I think it's tough. To, to prove right now with this current level of talent, pre-Kepa, pre-Kovacic, pre-maybe an attacker, that we're a better squad or that we have more talent um, than you know some of these other teams. It, I, I, I'm not convinced, and I hope I'm wrong. Well, all right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to be a realist, um, but you know what? You know what outworks hard work, Nick? It, it's hard, and if you have enough heart... I think it outworks hard work. I, I don't know, Dan. Just you know, jump in here. What's your top four? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you from your own devices there. Um, I think Manchester City ends up being first again. Uh, they only put strength on top of strength last, you know, during the the window. Yes, they did lose out on Jorginho, which uh, you know it made me smile and uh, you know made me extremely happy to see Pep uh, disappointed in that. So, you know, there's a, you know, even even more reason to be excited by that signing in addition to our squad. Uh, I think Arsenal reunites the love affair with, four, 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 with fourth place and with an impressive attack. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of on the Liverpool model of all attack and, and we'll figure out the defense thing later. Uh, I think Liverpool will... Even with the addition of Nabi Ketia, who is kind of like the you know, I you know the individual that's going to unlock what is already a formidable attack, plus also with some level of regression back to the mean for Salah in that attack, ends up coming in at third place, and I think Chelsea slots in at number two. 
Uh, I think Mauricio Sarri is going to do some magic with this squad. I think uh, Eden Hazard is going to have his highest goal-producing season. Uh, and as a Chelsea player, uh, yeah, with, with Sarri, with Zola, with the captain's armband, uh, and, and I just I think it's gonna click. You know, we we've made two very key signings probably at this point uh, because we're recording pre Keppa being signed, but Keppa and Jorginho being signed are pretty exceptional. Keeping Angola Conte and keeping Eden Hazard is as good as a new signing, and I think all of that spells uh, Chelsea making uh, another fantastic run forward. And you know what? It's not a title. But it's going to be pretty rewarding to be able to look back down on uh, Arsenal, on Tottenham, and United, who, uh, you know, for most of their fan bases, would say that they underachieved based upon uh, you know where they've been the past couple seasons. So uh, yeah, uh, come at at symbol me Nicholas uh, to defend this ish. No, I, I got I got uh, you. Don't worry about this. So. My interesting take on this, <laughs> is, I know you're a Chelsea fan and you expect to win the league every other season because we're entitled and we deserve it. And so I appreciate you being realistic and going second. But think how fast City shot out the gate last season. And I think Liverpool are going to be up for the chase. I think they're going to drop a lot less points against those bottom teams than what they did last season. And if we have any bit of a slow start, my biggest concern is catching the City-Liverpool kind of two-car chase at this point uh, to be anywhere near the number of points that Liverpool have. Like, are you concerned about that at all? I I think I am concerned that Liverpool stops conceding goals at an extremely high rate. I think Allison is a phenomenal signing for them, so... I, I do concede, you know, no pun intended, the point that uh, they could be a little bit more formidable in that regard. Uh, I think both, you know, both City and Liverpool should some have some level of regression to a mean, though. I think City so outperformed last season that they should be a little bit closer and, and potentially concede a game here or there where they didn't last season. Uh, and I think Liverpool could win a game or two more than they did last season. But you go back and look at our results last year and how many games that we were actually really in outside of a, a one-goal kind of defeat. Uh, I think if you move up, us to where we should have probably performed last season uh you know we could have been uh second last season without any problem and it was a matter of minor performances and i think the coaching up that sorry will do with the addition of new players gives me hope that second can be obtained because i think like mathematically it was so stupid that we weren't even in like we weren't where we should have been last season with just a couple of boxes being ticked the other way so my my other one for you though is Manchester City and Liverpool both have established managers, systems, and they're literally just reinforcing, tweaking, adding. Like Chelsea are blowing it up and practically starting over. You're just still full of confidence? <laughs> uh, you know, hey, look, it's the, the irrational confidence All argument. Right. You know, All at right. some point, right. uh, at some point, you got to beat the chest. And say, you know what? We're gonna stake a claim. We're gonna make some shit happen this season. And you know what? I I'm confident. I am confident and crazy in in both capacity. Nick, anything? Yeah. <laughs> I Arsenal I think over Tottenham. Is, I mean, flip a fucking coin there. I I don't. Who knows? Um, 
I, I think the general statement I want to make about the league this year is I think this is a year um, in which defense does not matter as much. I think attacks are going to be spurned throughout the land. I mean, this is going to be something that's really uh, – it could be like one of the higher goal-scoring years in the league. I, I think where Chelsea – have always provided a foil to sit, you know, the to the really free flowing attacking play of City, Barcelona, and Liverpool last year or whatever. We were always the their counterbalance to that. We'd always give them problems. Like City didn't blow us out five nil last year. They had two one nil victories against us, right? Like Liverpool really struggled um, against Chelsea. Like there, 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 there was a counterbalance. Chelsea's going to play a high line this year. We could, we could lose three, four, five nil. You know, and and that's my I guess that's my kind of concern is if we don't if we're trying to be Liverpool or City and we're not quite there yet, ugh, yikes, man! Like that that'll be that'll be tough. So that's just my only comment on your list. All right. Well, I guess I will go ahead and and throw mine out there, uh, throw it to the wolves and see what happens, <laughs> Nick. Um, fourth, I do have <laughs> Chelsea, and that is my eternal optimism that we will creep into the top four with a late push. I've got Spurs at third, mainly because even though they haven't signed anyone and they are about to lose Toby Alderweireld, um, they at least have the experience to carry a top four season and still perform in Europe. So I think that they, while they don't have enough to do anything and win anything, they, they should get top four in my mind. And then my top or my number two is Liverpool and number one is City. I think that that is where most people have those two teams if they are smart and have put some actual <laughs> thought into it, Nick. I don't know if you care to agree, but uh, to me, oh. <laughs> uh, to me, that's the way I see the the top four shaping up um, with me. City have a much better defense than Liverpool, and Liverpool will continue to waste their goalkeeper no matter how much they paid for him. Yeah, so when I look at your list, I I think that, I don't know, if you're, again, I I make the argument of if you look at Spurs, if you look at Chelsea, Arsenal, and United, who who at the current moment has the best team out of that scenario to you? Who's the third team? So Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, and, and Manchester United. Who has the best team out of those four? I think. I think it's Spurs. Whoa! Really? Ooh. Uh, They've just really? Arsenal to me. Their weak mentality. If they have fancy attackers who aren't going to persevere, and their defense is up in the air, United have a. United Mourinho is breaking apart the pieces of alienating Pogba specifically Martial like the teammates are going to defend their teammates not the manager we saw that firsthand so I agree with Dan it's going to fall apart so maybe they have a better squad they're just not going to perform is that a better answer yeah so I guess my my point would be maybe Spurs have the gel and I I have him in my top four too I just I look at United, and it seems to me almost every time they play Spurs, they somehow figure out a way to beat him. I just I don't 
I don't know if you can have Spurs and Chelsea in your top four and leave out United. Like I, I think that that could be a mistake. And again, I, I don't really I don't think there's a ton separating, you know, all four of those teams that I previously mentioned. And I think the top two are kind of easily solidified, at least for yourself and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I I would just look at if you think Spurs without adding anyone significant are going to be able to do better this year than last year after I think potentially losing Dembele and Alderweireld like uh, yeah I suppose I don't know no I don't know I, I definitely agree with you that I had Arsenal in there at one point I had Chelsea out I I like you're just chopping and changing my I mean I just think that Arsenal like they're entering a new generation right I think that they have a a, a lot to to take on this season just not having Wenger so I don't know but you're right like essentially I just went for the proven the the proven team in Spurs and then hope for Chelsea and that's kind of where I left it but it's tight there's no doubt no doubt about it um I don't know I mean I it's interesting to look at all of ours and kind of see where we're at but Dan any any blindingly obvious mistakes that I made to you oh I think the the biggest thing we've identified is that there's you know Manchester City is still a uh, Goliath, is still a titan in comparison to the other teams that surround them in the sphere of the Premier League this season. And you know I, I think we've talked a little bit about it being close or you know the fine margins. I think the fine margins exist between spots two and six, and Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, and United are all going to be in a merry-go-round this season and kind of continuing to advance and, uh, you know, a la- you know uh, lap others and then others are going to fall back and kind of go ahead again. And it's that grouping of five teams that is going to be extremely interesting to watch. Uh, almost as fun as watching a couple of these promoted sides uh, like Fulham, like Wolves, to see what they can do and disrupt maybe the power, nucle- you know, that kind of mid-table nucleus that's existed for a really long time of the West Ham Everton's uh, Watfords that exist currently. So uh, I'm excited. And I think the biggest thing is that there's really Manchester City and there's everybody else in that top six. Yeah, it probably just won't be a 30-point lead this season like last season, Nick. I think that's what we can Oh, God, I, I hope not. Y- yeah, like, again, I think when you look at my list, nobody wants my list. My list sucks. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it it my list is the worst and as i was creating it i just couldn't bring myself w- with this chelsea team as it's currently constructed and projecting out how long i think it will take this team to really gel to to be able to make up the points on spurs having you know a gelled squad already like there there is no there's no forgiveness in the premier league just because you got a new manager and he's going to play play a fancy schmancy new style like the Premier League is ruthless, and if you don't start off strong, and you don't have a really, really good holiday period, you don't even have a shot. You know, like, and that—that's just kind of like those are the prerequisites, and then you have to finish. <laughs> like that's how hard it is to win the title in the Premier League, and I, you know, we all have City winning it again, and I, I think, you know, probably I have them more convincingly than others, but you know that—that's what it takes. I just don't know as it's currently constructed if we can do it. 
All right, now on to the sexiest individual award, the manager of the season. Uh, you know, obviously the one everyone gets hyped for. Uh, but I think this will be kind of interesting. Um, you know, Dan, if you're looking at the list of managers, we've got some new faces this season. We have some old faces back with new teams, and we've got just the, the regular crop of people that have always been there. So in your mind, who do you think can pull off manager of the year? I think the easiest thing to be would to say Pep, and I think it's highly likely that that repeats itself if they end up winning uh, two straight Premier League titles in a row. I would say my outside, more curveball kind of answer would be Nuno from Wolves. And I, I think what they've done in terms of the players they've added, they basically are the Portug- uh, you know, Portugal national team at this point outside of uh, you know, Ronaldo. <laughs> and I, I think they actually could make a legitimate shot for uh, top eight, top seven, um, and to go from being a championship side last season to being a vying for top you know, European football in the Premier League would be an exceptional story. And, I mean, they've got a lot of really talented players in their team. So, you know, I'm, that, that's my kind of curveball. It's probably going to be Pep, but, you know, let, let's say Nuno. How, they were a Premier League team in the championship last season. Like, what are you talking about? They, they ran away with it. Um, I think it's really interesting. Uh, no, no, Fulham, Fulham stayed close. Fulham stayed very close, and that came down to the very end of the season. So yes, to which I, I don't know. You keep don't uh, don't you know play down Fulham's achievements last season either. They won it in the playoff, but it's different. My interesting point is how Chelsea hate agents, and Wolves are like no, 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 come here, big guy. You're ours. Go ahead. We're gonna do whatever you want. You bring us the players, and they've taken that like. They've totally like rewrote the book, Nick, and and how they approach signing players. And so far, it's worked really well. In, indeed, it has. Um, my my manager of the year is uh, Jose Marine. I'm kidding. Um, I, I'm going to go outside of the box, too. And I, I like Fulham's uh, manager, Jokinovic. I think... Uh, he he could provide something kind of special. Fulham have made some pretty pretty ballsy signings, um, Jean Michael Sari among others, um, that I, I think you know could kind of tip the scales in their in their favor to be a, a mid table team. And if they have some good performances, and if the team kind of grows with Sessegnon and and uh, and others that um, you know others being Tim Ream of course um, that uh, that he could really push for manager of the year. You know, I mean. It's you know there have been you know impressive um, mid-table managers before you know kind of overperforming Eddie Howe's of the world um, and I think you know this could be another one um, that that could make a splash. Yeah, so I didn't do my homework to see when the last time like the the winning title winning manager didn't win, um, but I think that that would be a little bit crazy uh, if they went that kind of. I don't know. I guess you say like that outside of it. Um, Tony Pulis looks like in thirteen fourteen with Crystal Palace. Otherwise, it was Guardiola, Conte, Ranieri, Mourinho three times, or Mourinho, then Pulis and Ferguson. So 
that just kind of goes to show you that as as you all have mentioned it will most likely be pep but I will fall into your line of not going with the easy choice. Uh, and I'll say Sean Dyche. Um, you know, they had a heck of a season last season. If they can somehow crack top six, I think that he absolutely deserves it because it, it's hard, right? Like in the vacuum of one season, he probably hasn't earned it. But over the last two or three seasons, I, I think that he's done enough to to be in contention. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, Burnley have next to no resources as well. And so, again, the fact that he got top seven last season was an absolute miracle. So, we'll see how it goes. I, I would say the one thing is that, uh, you know, Sorry would only win it if Chelsea won the league. Correct. Like that, yeah, that that's the, you know, for anyone who's wondering why we didn't pick um, Riccio, that's why. All right. The next one we have um, is the Golden Glove Award. So uh, last season was David De Gea. He he won, I believe he had 19 clean sheets. Uh, Ederson was in second on 18. And I think Courtois wasn't too far behind that. But anyways, this upcoming season, it's all wide open again. Uh, interesting, Nick, you kind of opened up talking about how defense will be way less important this season. Uh, what are the odds that we have a, a clean sheet or a Golden Glove winner with single-digit clean sheets this season? <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, who knows? Uh, I I do think De Gea is my pick again. Uh, I think he's outstanding. Um, you know, and, and you know who knows? It could be Kepa Ariza Balaga. Um, you know, Chelsea goalkeeper stud. Um, but you know, my my money would be on De Gea. Um, and and you know, if Allison you know does his thing at Liverpool and they can somehow not give away super cheap goals and you know it might be him but i'm going to Gea. i think that de Gea has a really good chance if united make top four if they're outside the top four there's no chance in, in my opinion um yeah no way. well speaking of my opinion i it's probably a little bit lazy of me but i'm gonna go ederson he was only one off de Gea last season and i only think that Guardiola's team is going to be even stronger while i said i think united will be on a a big slide this season so for me um, not because he's the best goalkeeper in the league, but because he's in the best team and they protect him very well. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I, I would go with Ederson. I think that just makes too much sense. And, uh, you know, like the, uh, I like the thought you put out there, Brandon. Ederson would be my choice. All right, next one up we have is the Golden Boot, Mohamed Salah's award from last season. <laughs> Going into this season... I'm actually going to stick with the guy. I don't think he's going to get as many goals, but I think he's still going to get over 25. It, it just seems to me that that team is built around him to score a ton of goals, and I think he's going to do it again. But, Dan, I think you disagree. I do. Uh, I do. And, uh, again, one of the few times that I will say I think Nicholas is right, uh, I said in the last podcast, so we can – I uh, have two to use for our 250 Theme of the season, episode. baby. <laughs> Theme is. of the season. Uh, uh, I hopefully not right about your top four prediction, no. but I, I feel like you were right about your golden boot in uh, Obama Yang being the what? top gold scorer. Yep. Yeah. What? Uh, he he is a absolute freak when it comes to scoring goals. Um, not only is he fun to play in FIFA, but uh, he scores a lot of goals, and it's really great. And you think about the fact, so he joined the Premier League in, in January, ended with 10 goals, didn't play 
um, a ton of matches for Arsenal last season. And, you know, I, I think that, that to me, I mean, he made like 13 total appearances last season, scored 10 goals in them. Um, and, you know, he's not going to take a full month and a half off like Harry Kane does in terms of scoring goals. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that he will be able to uh, be a big part of why Arsenal finishes uh, in the fourth place this season is going to be because Aubameyang is scoring goals for fun and having fun doing it. Bro. Bro, he's right. That's my <laughs> pick. Uh, um, no, I, I, I genuinely think, I, I think scoring this year. By the way, I said you know defense is going to be probably worse than than last year, so there will be more goals. I still think that to rely on someone to be a twenty goal scorer is is a big deal, and I think Obama Yang is a guy that can do that. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know. I, Salah had a ridiculous season last year in the Premier League. There's a reason that, you know, when Messi gets his goal totals in in, um, in Spain and, you know, it, other leagues have, have, you know, Neymar gets 35 goals or whatever, that, there's a reason for that. The Premier League is just harder to do that in. And when you have a target, you know, a Mo Salah, a Lukaku, and a Bamiyang, you know, whoever Chelsea's going to put there, um, it, you know, other teams will target you differently than they would in other leagues. So I think Obama Yang is kind of the one that flies under the radar for me who could have 20 plus goals, uh, really contribute to Arsenal, you know, at least in my mind, finishing fifth or sixth and, um, you know, not be targeted as hard as what Salah and um, Kuniguero and all these guys are going to be targeted as because uh, Harry Kane, you know, being one of those guys too, I think that. He, he has stayed healthy. He is lightning fast. And, you know, his, his team around him just knows how to play him the ball. So he's my he's my pick. I You know, again, he's he's the guy in FIFA I love to play with, too. So I'm just a little jaded by that. But, um, yeah, that's my that's my golden boot. A bunch of controller fans just sitting there on your Xboxes <laughs> playing that FIFA video game. That's right, old man Brandon. I think, you're, I think the only problem I would say which is a stupid one, but it is what it is, is that I don't think he'll take penalties for Arsenal if they get any. That could be his proverbial Achilles heel. Who will? Ozil. Oh, well, I don't know. I, w- I would trust Aubameyang, but I'm not their manager, so. It's true. You're not. Unai Emery is. Um, all right, well, let's go ahead and end up with the player of the year. So Mo Salah taking that last season again. No one in the right mind thinking he would have anywhere close to the season he had. Right, Jose? Uh, but I digress. So this season, Dan, you predict who? Yeah, very easy. Took me no time at all to put this down, but it is clearly going to be Captain Ed Nazard of Chelsea. Whoa. Not only did you predict Ed Nazard, you predicted him as the captain. Yeah, uh, it, it just makes sense, Brandon. It uh, it just makes sense. <laughs> Great defense, Dan. I appreciate wow. <laughs> your logic. Uh, sometimes the uh, the easiest things to point to, like the sky and uh, its color, 
or uh, the fact that uh, some water is ocean and other is pond or lake. Uh, you can tell that by the uh, salt contents. Um, yeah, the player of the season is uh, very easiest to tell by looking at it. And Hazard is primed on the back of a phenomenal World Cup campaign, getting to play in an attacking system, being given the armband by Mauricio Sarri, even though he won't say it publicly because he needs to tell Gary Cahill to his face that he's not going to be him, um, is going to have... Uh, a, a absolute blinder of a season and I think we're all going to witness some greatness this year so strap in <laughs> wow <laughs> Nick you um, obviously have, have gone in a completely different direction uh, continuing uh, last year's form of a Premier League newcomer winning it uh, correct I think for the second year in a row, a Liverpool player will win um, player of the season. Uh, I do, however, think this year that Naby Keita is that Liverpool player. Um, I I think this was, you know, this or Jorginho you know, are, the, are the two midfield additions in the Premier League that are just going to make waves. Um, I think Naby Keita, in addition to Jordan Henderson... Um, who you know had a, a pretty decent season last year? They're going to add the pace, physicality, and uh, and overall you know just passing ability of Naby Keita, and I think he's going to make that team even more dangerous uh, than before. And uh, he's someone that you know we've had conversations about with Joe Tweeds uh, when he was still um, doing his thing. Uh, was I think he was in he was red he's Red Bull. Right. Yep. Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, he was at Leipzig. So, um, you know, Tweeds was all over it early. I think he's going to be outstanding. I hate to admit that, but I think he's going to win Player of the Year. You know, look, sometimes you win Player of the Year by backpacking a poor team. So I understand where you're coming from, Nick. <laughs> all right. Um, I am going with De Bruyne. I think he was so close last season. Um, kind of with the rest of the city team, a lot of their stars are going to be even better this season. Um, I, I just think that the amount of goals and assists that he creates for that team is is going to increase again, and he's probably going to be close to a 30-goal-plus-assist player this season, uh, which is going to, to lead City to uh, a back-to-back title. Um, he's just so pivotal for them as well. Uh, I just that's kind of where I'm at with that, Nick. I think it's interesting with Nabi Keita is Emre Shan leaving, so essentially he will also slot right in. It's it's not a crowded midfield. It's almost a one for one replacement. But you're getting someone significantly, or probably infinitely more dynamic than than well, Sean and, was. And they got Fabinho as well. They picked him up from from Monaco. Monaco. Um, so yeah, their midfield is going to be a whole lot different uh, than it was than it was last year. But I think. I think Keita is, is going to shock some people with how good he is. Um, I wish Chelsea would have bought him. Yeah. Well, they had to play the long game and wait for it, but it's clearly a good decision. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, those are our predictions for the 2018-2019 season. Uh, it is now recorded, so it is permanent in the audio um, you know, library for this season. We'll have to play back and laugh at ourselves, congratulate ourselves hopefully <laughs> on a couple of things, and see how we did. And if, if you guys, our, our listeners, want to get involved with this as well, uh, feel free to email us at contact at londonisbluepodcast.com your predictions, and we 
will hold on to them until the end of the season in case you were better at predicting than us. Uh, but that being said, gentlemen, that's, that's most likely the case, Brandon. That is <laughs> yeah. probably odds, 100, are, odds uh, are strong. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the one prediction we can make on this podcast that will most assuredly be accurate. But here's the deal. You got to send it to be able to claim it. And that's the only way it's going to happen. Um, all right. Well, gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up. Anything you want to leave us with uh, as it comes to the, the Premier League season starting tomorrow as this podcast goes live? Nick? Uh, no, it is it is as beautiful as, as uh, Christmas Day. It is uh, hopefully going to be a really fun opportunity for all of the uh, you know different Chelsea chapters across the country to get together. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping to do a little bit more in terms of you know showcasing those chapters. Dan's been working on a project for that this year, so we're going to be engaging with those communities a little bit more. And then the only final call out I'd have um, before I pass it is to go follow the new Chelsea in the USA account. They are Chelsea FC in USA. Um, they're uh, you know they're doing some cool work. The club is is really involved and and wants to make the United States more blue, which we can all support. Um, so go follow them. They're doing some pretty awesome content, and we hope to uh, to work with them this year a little bit more as well. Yeah, we love being able to get that uh, Joe Cole video telling you all to go follow that they were able to post. So if you haven't seen it yet, head to Twitter and go check it out. Dan, up to you. Uh, I think the biggest thing is to, uh, as hard as this is for uh, those of us who expect immediate results in an age where you can push a button and have your food delivered, your dog booked for sitting, your package uh, two dated to you, instant, you know, um, patience. Patience is going to be the important part for the first, you know, four to eight weeks of the season as this World Cup really has thrown a wrench in preseason preparations and, you know, getting sorry later than we wanted, getting some of these key signings in extremely late. We're going to have to be patient with the process and it might mean some, some terrible results. You know, start with Napoli. It was a two-one loss to um, two-one loss, a two-two draw, a two-two draw, a five-nil victory, and a nil-nil draw. And so they, you know, Napoli was sitting twelfth at the end of September, and you know, then obviously turned it around, and they were sitting at the table for six weeks straight. And you know, it, it like it it will come around and sorry will come good. And I think it's going to be an exceptionally fun season to be a Chelsea fan because there's going to be moments where you're going to want to pull your hair out. And there's also going to be moments where you're going to be beating your chest and tapping on the badge and rubbing it in the fucking face of some of your friends who support United or Arsenal or Liverpool our city. And that moment is going to be worth every one of the moments where you're wondering like, why are we here right now? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to end on that because if that doesn't get you hyped, I can't help you as a human being. So with that being said, Chelsea fans, boom, Premier League is back. Enjoy it. We know we will. We'll see you at the pub, see you on Twitter, see you on Instagram, and we'll catch you after the match. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high. Clear eyes, full heart. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the London is Blue podcast covering everything related to Chelsea FC. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to submit your questions. 
And if you like this episode, a five-star review in the iTunes store would help other Chelsea fans find us. 